0: Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now, let's get into this week's episode. And a very warm welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. Nigel Green here from the Echo Academy, and I'm absolutely delighted today to have Ivor Bennett with me. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Nigel. How are you, you okay? Good. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. I mean, we've we've known each other for a number of years now, haven't we? You know, and it's been an interesting journey. And um, I think I think first off, I think the listeners would like to hear maybe if you just introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of your background.
1: Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, in investment banking for over twenty years. Uh, I've worked in uh, various departments. I started off in RBS, and I'm now currently at HSBC. Uh, I've been in, in and around technology in some shape or form. Uh, I moved into our FX e-commerce uh, trading platforms uh, many years ago. And more recently, I've been working on rolling out digital products uh, for our for our uh, inter- institutional customers. Um, married with seven uh with uh, for 17 years with three three kids, um ages eight, seventeen, and twenty one. And yeah, I've just got a, a real passion for technology and property. Believe it or not, which is which is great. Both of those two go hand in hand, and and we've just been a, a serial house mover for for over uh, over our years, and we've moved houses about eight times and counting at the moment.
0: Gosh, it it happens to a lot of people, doesn't it? It it almost becomes the start where you you might move into a house and have the opportunity of adding value while you're living in it, you know, just doing it up and then kind of moving on to the next one. And you think, oh, ah, yeah. and then the penny drops. And then you start to think about investment property and away you go. But I think a lot yeah. of people can resonate with that, uh, that approach. Definitely. I mean, what made you choose property, uh, you know, as a vehicle to wealth and success?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, um, well, I guess we've always been interested in property. Um, and I'd say, I think the, we didn't really realise it, but by just moving the house, we were kind of investing, but purely within our own wealth economy. So it's just happened to, to organically grow. Um, and as we moved house, so every time we, we just seemed to you know get up the ladder and, and, and everything, our equity was growing, which was great. Uh, we had a few sideways moves where we kind of didn't really make a lot of money, but it was, you know, we were still always never losing money. Um so the, with that side interest, I think, as we took the family through, and in the end, my daughter, she loves property as well now. Um, but it was something we was always interested in and it, we did it as a as a family. So between myself and my wife, we would look at houses and you know, always on right move as well, looking to, to keeping an eye on the market. Um and so property was really just a natural progression to, and to make to you know to to start the wealth journey.
0: Just incredible, and particularly when you can you know, bring your family into that process as well. And the the, the multi generational legacy part is is hugely powerful, Ivor, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, well, well done for that. It's just it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. so maybe t- tell us about some of the key milestones, achievements in your property journey thus far.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, I, so I guess as I was saying, we we kind of didn't understand how to invest uh, invest in, in property over the years. I always wanted to do a buy to let um various people around the, uh, around the bank and colleagues they all had seemed to have one property but no one really went from one past that and so you'd hear the odd person we've got, I've got one property and it was always niggling at me and um, and every time we went to do it we instead of going for a property we'd maybe have a holiday or we would spend some money on a house so um we finally we finally thought well let's just get it done so it's 2020 uh, I think it's like uh, February time, um, and we saw a one-bedroom flat that, that became available, myself and the wife. We we looked at it, we knew the area. It was actually an auction. Um, it was going up for auction, and it needed a bit of work, but nothing too major, new kitchen, bathroom, all the basic things. And he thought, oh, this is all right, this will, uh, this is a good starting work for us. Um, so as we decided to go for that, we we then went into like uh, – it was an auction property. and it just so happened that the auction fell on the first day of lockdown. Um, and maybe the week before the run up of it, I was having cold feet and we were like, oh, let's not bother going for it. But then something just gave me a kick up the backside and we're like, right, let's just get it done. So we, we put some, we put our deposit down. And, uh, and as I say, earlier, this is probably not, well, this isn't the right way to go and buy a property auction. I know a lot more now. Um, but we worked quite well with the uh, the auctioneer and it was really helpful. He, he gave us some tips on because it needed a lease extension. So it was really giving us a lot of guidance. So we knew the area, so we thought, well, let's go for it. Um, anyway, so we started that. That was the, say, first day of lockdown. And um, what happened there is it went from being in uh, in person to online only. And because that shift happened so quickly, um, the market wasn't ready. and. Subsequently, there just wasn't a lot of uh, buyers there. So, we were, you know, we were there, lot 15, we went through the process and I was sitting back and the wife was downstairs and I was like, there's nothing selling here. I mean, first time round, is that normal? Is it not? We didn't really have a, a benchmark. Um, but anyway, a lot came up five bids in and we won it. <laughs> so that was a really good, um, and then then we had the massive panic around, oh, right, we've just bought a, bought a flat. Now, what do we do? And so we, you know, went through all the process there. And, yeah. open up a company and all and then the 20 days of in lockdown so it was a, a stressful journey to start start off with but um it was great i really enjoyed it
0: fantastic fantastic and sometimes like that you know when you, you have that urgency and you, one thing moves on to the next and then you've got to move on to the next and so on and so forth to get through yeah. the, the journey and just just get the, the deal done really um,
1: yes yes it was yeah
0: it makes me smile actually because I think the last time I bought or attempted to buy a property to auction, I remember I mm. was actually in, in center a few years back now and uh, you know, I submitted my deposit and it was, it was all ready to go. And I'd, I'd done my investment analyzer to the nth degree and mm. I knew exactly the the number that I mustn't go past and that sort of thing. And um, the first bid was 5,000 higher than the, the number that I must not go beyond. <laughs> so that experience didn't last very long to be honest so there we go it right. went for a, a ridiculous amount of money which uh, fair, fair enough yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and it's just about opportunity isn't it and, it's, opportunity, uh, you know, very much so. it's that first little break and yeah. i think everyone gets a little break in anything you do in life and and sometimes you just need that little bit of a break and 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 then it works out but you've got to take you've got to take that risk and i think that's what yeah. well, you know one of the things that i've found it holds a lot of people back and you've, you've got to just want to take that risk and mm. be uncomfortable. Uh, you, you know, you, you cannot be in a place where everything's lined up and everything's going to be perfect. else mm. you'll just never get anywhere in, in property. And I think that's the, no. one of the things I would say that people need to really get over is just taking that risk and, you know, with, once you've done your, your DD as much as you can.
0: Absolutely. You know, take, taking the risk, feel uncomfortable. you know, this journey is, is not easy. It's not easy. Mm. Is it? And you're going to, you know, from time to time, you're going to hit a few bumps in the road, and you know yep. you overcome them and you move on. But you you equally grow from it as well. You learn from it every time you hit those bumps, and uh, yep. yeah, it's definitely um, yeah, it's definitely not uh get re- reached quick, is it? You know, no, not, not you have to follow not up. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, definitely <laughs> uh, to learn, to
1: yeah, so expand. You know, yeah, and that, so that kind of started off the uh the, the, the investment. Um, I guess the start of it, and then uh what we didn't worked out is look there is actually resources outside that you can start to to tap into. So this was really again following on from lockdown. And, and I guess one thing I would say, I don't believe I would have been able to get to where I was if it wasn't. So lockdown was the catalyst for me. Um as as we were going into it, um even you know even coming coming up to it. It was just something about that year that uh you know you could either sit back or or you could you could you know you you could take some action. And and as we got into lockdown, we, you know, the, the, the March to April, um, I thought, right, this is my chance to actually use this time wisely. And, um, you know, I'd use the, the mornings to to research and, and evenings. And I, I kind of really spent a good six months just delving into and focusing on myself. And, uh, you know, again, it was I would never have been able to do that if I was in the, the normal day job, essentially, and obviously still working in the day job, but having the can mute time back so the the three hours plus every day that was almost like a gift to me so that was really the the starting point uh, which I really utilized.
0: We know things don't always go according to plan. We know that. Um yep. can you maybe take us through something that you've encountered unexpectedly and, and how you overcame that challenge and it, it could be personal property or or business related.
1: Yeah I mean I think um, I would say one of the things i started to do so as as we kind of got a bit more confident in our in in our property journey uh we moved from uh, the, the flats to then an hmo to buy to let and um and then we really went into looking at multi-unit freehold blocks or so title splits um and that seemed to be a, a good way to go we I kind of started to really improve my knowledge around some of the strategies and Um, As I was going through that, that, you know, that DD process, I found a uh, a freehold block. I'd put an offer in; it was accepted, and we got the valuation back. And just the numbers just didn't stack up, sort of to what I had compared to the valuation. So the kind of the deal didn't stack anymore. Um, But at that point in time, it was a real it it was a real point where I was was like, "Oh, am I doing the right thing here?" Because I spent a lot of money on valuations, solicitors' fees, brokers' fees, and they all started to mount up, and and I got a little bit disheartened from it. And I was like, "Oh, I'm doing the right thing here," but I had to push through that. And the, I guess the lesson that I took from that was: okay, you went for one; it didn't work out. Yes, you spent some 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 of your seed capital on on the property, and it. Um, but what I did learn from that is a really good lesson around taking that action. Um, you know, you're not going to be right all the time, so you are going to go through these. Uh, ups and downs. But going through the next one, I was actually able to really hone my skills in. And subsequently, the second one I went through gave, gave me a really good result. So that was the one I, uh, the next one secured, the figures came back great. And I was able to progress. And, and I, you know, we completed on um, a block of flats in, um, I think it was May, May this year, essentially. Yes.
0: Yeah. And a, a nice block it is too. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. So just doesn't it just show you that, you know, from time to time, you, the, the head does go down as doesn't quite go as as planned, but we learn, we learn yeah. and just, and it just shows you, you know, you could have easily, you know, as, as anybody could get disheartened and go, this, this is the end of the road for me, but you carried yeah. on and you were, you persevered and you've got that commitment and the great mindset to just keep pushing on, applying the learning and guess what you got a great block thereafter which was just yeah. fantastic. you know so that's really really good i mean what, what lessons have you learned along the way yeah it's a good good
1: question here I, I think the first lesson i would say is is keeping positive that for me um was, was really the starting point so it's working on your mindset making sure that you find your own path and with all of this it's really tough and you know, everyone who's who's kind of invested in in any shape or form or any business knows how difficult it can be, how lonely it can be. Um, But I think what I learned quite quickly on on this journey was actually if you get your mindset right, everything else is gonna follow after that. If you've got the wrong mindset or you're you're around people that are negative and they don't really believe in what you're trying to do, then there's so many things that are actually gonna drag you down and and you're not gonna succeed. So um, I've always tried to stay really positive, um you know and I have been for most of my life but um you know I was really had to try to convince my wife because I, I would quote figures of what where I wanted to be and she would just look at me as if I was mad basically <laughs> and you know it's really just trying to convince her and, and actually it was quite nice because I as I continued the journey uh the proof was in the pudding so it was no longer my words saying oh I could make this or I could you know I could get that for that property she could actually start to see that the the, uh, the fruits of my labor so That's definitely one thing I would say um, to to stay positive. Um, I guess the other thing as well was actually looking, um, working out your own plan and your own strategy. I think that's really challenging to start off with when you go through a property journey because as we all know, there's so many strategies. um, You do get overwhelmed. It's very easy to jump from one strategy to, to another because it takes a while to find a property. It takes a while to really get into the groove of something and you can really find yourself Um, you know getting stuck essentially so uh, once you found once I found my way that really was the point where I could really start to excel Um, and actually just enjoying it as well really making sure that whatever you choose like any job I always say to to the people I work with I, I enjoy my job if you do something to you that makes you unhappy well chances are you're not going to succeed because, you you know, you, you don't want to do that. But um, so I, I definitely think that's uh, that's one of the things I've learned as well. Um, and it may be just another little point of that. I mm. think and where, where you've got – so there's a lot of people that have got day jobs and they're trying to do property on the side. And I think this is a real tough thing to do. And uh, I know a lot of people have done it and they've made, made that jump. But um, it's really important to recognise when you're about to burn out um, and the signs are there, but it's really hard to to stop yourself from continuing. And um, I realized quite quickly that I, I needed to take a break. And actually, the break from property investing could be a day, two days. It could be a week, could be three weeks. And it's just realizing that you've you really got to understand when you're, you're not functioning or, or when things start to slow down, you need to back off get some uh, some rest, and then you go and go again on to the next challenge,
0: yeah, absolutely. And you know the mind becomes fogged, doesn't it? because yeah. it, it's it's a part of overwhelm. um as you say, stress comes into it, you know a lot of things going on in the world. priority is probably not quite in the right position. and you know like like you, i I, I find well I think we all find our own way in terms mm. of that and understanding where the the points are, but it, it's quite uncanny really. Cause I, I, I like to ride my push bikes. I've got a mountain bike and uh, you know, I'll go out from time to time. And it's just, it just seems that when I'm on the bike and I'm not thinking about the day and the, you know, what's happening and all the rest of it, kind of the subconscious starts to bubble to the front of my, of my thinking. And all of a sudden that there might be a, a conundrum that we've been trying to overcome for some months. And all of a sudden, something will pop into your head and you go, I wanted not think of that before, and the mm. reason is because of the the overwhelm and the you know the amount of stuff that you've got on your plate and all these sorts of things. So it's a it's, it's super super true words, and everybody listening should really take heed of those words. That you know you need to take the break and just switch off. Yeah, and, you know magic can happen when you actually switched off. So it's uh, yeah, it's very 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 wise words there. Um, what what are your plans for the future?
1: yeah so good okay. plans i think um continue c- continue the journey um i I'm, I'm enjoying investing i've got a, we've got a saAS set up which is great um we're focusing more on a saAS business uh, at this point in time so we are we're continuing to look for commercial buildings and uh, and we will continue with, with our title splits as well and and that's kind of the, what we're going to do so we we're looking at, at um i guess we're trying to work in areas where the masses aren't so, and I think uh, commercial one aspects. Uh, I definitely find that in in when you're going into the commercial space, the the market kind of uh, the buyers seem to drop off. Um, it's a slower process as well. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time engaging with commercial agents, and actually, it's quite a nice strategy for people who have got day jobs because because it's a slower market. You can arrange times to to, to meet agents. Um, you contact them every couple of weeks and that's starting to pay off something I've learned from, from yourself and um, and Mark around starting to build up those relationships. And so it's a long burner and I think it really works quite nicely with uh, with with a day job, essentially. Whereas I think where you're in a resi market, you've got to be jumping into these properties and seeing the viewings as quickly as possible. Um, so that's kind of where I, where I see the future going for the, for the next uh, next few years
0: very very good yeah you're you're absolutely right and you know the commercial market at the moment it you know it's an interesting world to say the least but but the, the people in it you know the agents it's it's that long-term relationship you're building and it, you know it's it's hard to start with it's it really is hard you know you you're connecting with somebody for the first time it's almost they're, they're receiving that call or, or email or whatever it may be or even an invite for a coffee and and they've probably had 10 other coffees that day with the same story of people looking for opportunity, but where, where I think it, it supercharges the relationship is when you do deals. So when you do deals with that person and, you know, you're then no longer a tie kicker, you're actually a doer um, and an action taker. And, you know, then all of a sudden you become, you bubble up to the top of the, their black book and start to see a, you know more opportunity and what have you. So it's just getting over that first hurdle, isn't it? And then you you're yeah. kind of on the, on the road going forward um a couple of years ago i was i, I was very um i was very pleased to uh, to write a chapter um in a book that uh mark mark wrote um called advice to younger self and and just for a very very short period of time it hit the amazon number one bestseller so just but very for a very very short period of time Brilliant. but nonetheless <laughs> it did so the proceeds okay. from the book um will go to charity and continue to do so. And it was, it was quite an open, um, an eye opener for me really that, mm. you know, I'm not necessarily that sort of person, but it, it took me out of my comfort zone and made me sit down, and you know, kind of think about my life and certain things I'd done um, and how, if, if given the time again, that advice I would give to my younger self to maybe just supercharge you know, the, the, the progress of, of my career. And, and I'm, I'm very lucky you are, you know, I've got four children, you've got three children and I, I wanted some way of kind of interacting with my, my children in the writing of this chapter. Um, it was quite tactical, I suppose, <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. I got them to proofread it. Okay. And, yep. and I think just by the process of them proofreading, they, they actually learned some insight into dad, but in some cases they didn't really understand in terms of context of What my life was all about, you see. So, Mm -hmm. so I was subtly advising my younger self to my children, and and they commented and they, you know, they proofread and all the rest of it. So that was (laughs) (laughs) because I'm I'm not I'm not a firm believer in sitting them down on a Saturday morning with a piece of paper and say, right, we're going to talk about property because it just kind of (laughs) doesn't work, does it? So I'd like to pose the question to you: if if you could give your younger self, you know, a piece of advice, uh, what would it be?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question as well. I think the, um, the advice I would give would be, it's about living with regret. I, I see this um, time and time again when I talk to maybe certain family members or just uh, friends um, and colleagues, really. And it, it's, it's really about take. don't live with regret, take action. And, and this is not just in property I'm, I'm talking about in general, um, you know, a, a holiday with a family. Uh, I hear a lot of people that say, oh, I want to go to, I'd love to take the kids to Florida or, it just save up and get it done. The uh, kids are, are, are only are only young, uh, you know, for a small period of time, and then they they don't want to go on holiday with you or something like watching a football match with the kids and whatever it might be. It could be small decisions, but uh, just take that action, uh, enjoy, and um, and you know you can look back and and at least you've you've had a go or you've tried to get there, and and you know, so don't be worried about failing as well. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, we we sit back and. We worry about what other people are thinking about us. Um, so live your own life and, and just don't leave a regret.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think something I've learned over the years also is you know mistakes you've got to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and I get I guess you know when I was brought up, if you if you did something wrong or it didn't quite go as as planned, it it was perceived as a bad thing. But actually, you know, I think as time has gone on and the reality of know where we are, it's seen actually as a good thing because people learn from it. And people learn um and, and expand their knowledge far greater actually when they make a mistake than just reading a book and not making the mistake, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So, totally so I think I think it's it's a real interesting um you know thought process that. Um, either that that's been great. I mean if, if people want to follow you or get in contact with you, how how can they do that? Yeah. So
1: um, Iva Bennett, on, I'm on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, Connect. Um, I'm happy to catch up with with anyone just wanting to, I love talking about property and, and connecting with people. So yeah.
0: Fantastic. That's, that's absolutely great. Ivor, it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much. Your, your positivity and your drive and your go get it attitude has certainly come through this podcast. So I, I thank you very much for that. Great. Thanks a lot, Nigel. No problem at all. That's the Property and Developers Investors podcast, Nigel Green, uh, with an interview with Ivor Bennett. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equacademy.co.uk.